Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. The Athletic. Hi there, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Transfer Briefing from The Athletic. It's Thursday the 25th of January. I'm Adam Leventhal and on today's show... Liverpool are going to Wembley. Where they will face Chelsea under Wembley's arch, just as they did in 2022. The AFCON hosts are through, only just... It's just a mad situation where a team has sacked their manager in the middle of a tournament when they still had a chance of progressing... And why is it so quiet in the transfer window? This isn't just going to be a slap on the wrist that if we break these rules, then we could be in some serious trouble. You're listening to The Daily Transfer Briefing with Adam Leventhal. So it will be Liverpool that take on Chelsea in the final of the Carabao Cup. Luis Diaz has got the better of Castagna here. It's a real chance for Luis Diaz and it's in. Luis Diaz with Liverpool's goal on 11 minutes. Fulham then equalised on 77 through Issa Diop, but Jurgen Klopp's side safely made it through 3-2 on aggregate to book their ticket to Wembley on February the 25th. The Athletics' James Pearce was at Craven Cottage. It was a professional display from Jurgen Klopp's side at Craven Cottage. They got off to the dream start, of course, had that 2-1 lead from the first leg at Anfield, and then it was quickly 3-1 when, when Diaz did brilliantly to, to outfight Castanier and cut inside and beat Leno probably a bit too easy I think at the keepers near post but Liverpool didn't care about that and they they should really have put the game to bed they were in control for vast parts of the game and then out of nowhere really Diop set up what was a, a nervy last 15 minutes when he turned in Harry Wilson's cross and and then suddenly you know the locals here at Craven Cottage had something to believe in and the atmosphere was transformed and having played with Quite a swagger for, for big parts of that game. Liverpool, really, it was backs to the backs against the wall in the closing stages. Jurgen Klopp actually switched to five at the back, which he only does very rarely. But um, it was all about just to stem the tide. And, and thankfully, though, from Liverpool's perspective, those calls from the manager for them to keep their heads and, and just keep possession and just play out time, that got through and they, uh, they got the job done and prompted some pretty wild scenes of jubilation in the away and those fans chanting about a return to Wembley in the Carabao Cup and of course Liverpool competing for silverware on four fronts this season now they're only one step away from getting that first trophy in the cabinet. 
Now it was a dramatic night in Spain's Copa del Rey. Sonsetti's going for glory, fires it across the face of goal. Williams leaves it for Williams. They're into the semi-finals. And Barcelona are beaten. And Bilbao has a festival at five past midnight. Athletic Bilbao beating Barcelona 4-2 with brothers Iñaki and Nico Williams getting the goals in added time to secure the win for the hosts. Lea Saveo saw Barcelona unravel. This defeat leaves Barca possibly without a chance of winning uh, any title this season. It was the easiest one for them as they were only three games away from winning it and with no Real Madrid or Girona alive in the competition and we have to re remember that, that in La Liga Barca is seven points away from the top of the league and in the Champions League they are very unlikely to to win it. Despite the elimination, this defeat leaves some positive notes and is what sets it apart from the Super Cup final lost to Real Madrid. The team knew how to compete, did not play anxious and recover the intense pressure. In addition, they finished the match with three underage players on the pitch. Hector Ford, who came in for the injured Alejandro Valde and had a great game. Lamin Yamal, who scored a great goal but missed two very clear chances. And Pau Cubarsi, who is still on his way to make a place in the first team. Mixed feelings uh, so for Barca fans and for Xavi who just a week ago said that if he did not win any title, he will leave the club. Meanwhile, it didn't go to plan for the La Liga leaders Girona either. They missed out on a place in the semi-finals after a 3-2 defeat at Mallorca, who were down to 10 for the last 20 minutes. To Germany now, and after defeat at the weekend, Bayern Munich bounced back against Union Berlin. Guerrero coming in from the left. Here's Harry Kane. Oh, a chance finally for Kane. He couldn't put it away, but this time it goes in. And Rafael Guerrero is the scorer. Bayern not wasting any time at the start of the second half. The former Tottenham defender Eric Dyer made his debut in that 1-0 win. The Union Berlin manager Nenad Bielica was sent off, though, for pushing Leroy Sané in the face. Bayern are now four points behind Bayer Leverkusen at the top. Oh, by the way, Kieran Trippier from Newcastle to Bayern, joining former Spurs buddies Dyer and Harry Kane, is off now, with the German champions moving on to other targets. We now know the full round of 16 lineup at AFCON after the groups closed on Wednesday and Ivory Coast, the hosts, are through, but only by the skin of their teeth as one of the best third place teams. Morocco's 1-0 victory over Zambia coming to their rescue. Hakimi, it's spilled and it's there and it's Hakim Ziyech who puts the Atlas Lions ahead. So Ivory Coast through but they need a new manager after Jean-Louis Gasset's exit on Wednesday. What is the plan now? Well, Jay Harris is our man at AFCON. The Ivory Coast took the decision to sack their manager, Jean-Louis Gasset, citing insufficient results. Like I mentioned earlier, they lost to Equatorial Guinea. They also lost to Nigeria. And as the host of the tournament, it's not a good look. And it must have been humiliating to lose to Equatorial Guinea in that fashion. For now, Amersh Faye, who was an assistant, is going to take over as head coach. But it's just a mad situation where a team has sacked their manager in the middle of a tournament when they still had a chance of progressing. So it remains to be seen if we'll have the desired effect 
and if they can sort themselves out and get back on track in time for the round of 16. Managers have been falling left, right and centre at AFCON. Jamel Bamadi, who was Algeria's head coach, has stepped down after they were knocked out of the Africa Cup of Nations at the group stage for the second successive tournament in a row. Angelo Kadri, who's Tunisia's head coach, also announced on live television that he'd be stepping down after this game. At the moment, nobody is safe in this tournament. Away from the hosts, Namibia made it through to the knockouts for the first time. They advanced third from Group E behind South Africa in second and the group winners, Mali. So let's get back to Jay. Who are the teams that are looking the most assured so far? One team stands out pretty comfortably above the rest of this tournament so far, and that's the holders, Senegal. They're the only team with a 100% winning record, and that's in the so-called group of death, which also contained Cameroon, Gambia and Guinea. I've spoken to a few people and what they praise Aliou Cisse, Senegal's head coach for, is this very slick transition between some of the older, more experienced players, like Sadio Mane, Khalidou Koulibaly and Edouard Mendy, into a slightly newer team that contains Lamine Kamara and Tottenham Hotspur midfielder Pape Matasar. Morocco have been very good as well. I don't think we've seen the best from them yet, but they've grinded out the results and they finished the top of their group as well. But I'm still, I'm sure there's still lots more to come from Akraf Hakimi, Hakim Ziyech and Azadina Nahi in particular. And we've got to touch upon Cape Verde, probably maybe the biggest surprise package of this tournament so far, topping a group which contained Egypt and Ghana and Mozambique. Cape Verde have just surprised everybody and they've got quite a favourable draw in the last 16 against Mauritiana. And so I think they'll be pretty confident they can reach the quarterfinals. And everybody knows when you reach the knockout stages of football, anything can happen. But at the moment, I think they're the top three teams to keep an eye out on. Now to a couple of other key stories from Wednesday night and Chelsea's women are through as group winners in the Champions League. They beat Real Madrid 2-1 at Stamford Bridge. Arsenal's Leah Williamson made her return to action in the 6-0 win at Reading, her first appearance since that ACL which ruled her out of captaining England at last year's World Cup. And Leeds, they're now two points off the Championship automatic promotion places after a 1-0 win against Norwich. Now, this is the daily transfer briefing, but it has to be said, clubs have been a little quiet so far, especially with every move of the purse strings being scrutinised ever so closely by the Premier League and their profit and sustainability rules. Here's the Athletics' Nick Miller. The deterrent that has come from Everton's 10-point deduction, which is a big factor this January, where people are just kind of thinking, ah, this isn't this isn't just going to be a slap on the wrist that if we break these rules, then we could be in some serious trouble. Maybe then if those punishments are kind of knocked down a little bit, then clubs will go, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, maybe we can cope with four points or whatever <laughs> whatever it is. And maybe the Saudi legal start spending again in, in the summer. So that will give us a bit more money to offload some of our previous mistakes and spend them on you know future mistakes, perhaps. The bright lights of the summer transfer window where a lot more sensible business does tend to get done and people aren't panicking and trying to plug holes and put sticking plasters on. Maybe it will 
it'll come back round again and it'll be the same as as last summer where it's like two point something billion pounds was was spent by Premier League clubs. Well, you can hear much more on that topic over on the Athletic Football Podcast. Now, tonight, there's Atletico Madrid-Sevilla in the last Copa del Rey quarterfinal. Bournemouth-Swansea kicks off the FA Cup fourth round action. And there's more Women's Champions League, including reigning champions Barcelona hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. That's all for today's daily transfer briefing. I've been Adam Leventhal. Your producers were Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman, executive producer. Ian McIntosh. As always, if you can drop us a comment and a follow wherever you listen, that would be hugely appreciated. Mike Zimmerman, who's been producing, is going to be presenting tomorrow. Take care. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.